You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming brought to you by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Vegas, it's Zondra Pollard. It's where I am. Thank you for tuning in this morning. It's a fabulous, hot morning here in Las Vegas. And I want to give a special shout out to Coast to Coast Roasters in Arcadia, California. Thank you for your support with the show. We truly appreciate it. Today, we're talking about domestic violence. And we have a representative here from Safe Nest, which has been in Nevada since 1977. They are the largest domestic abuse treatment center in the Las Vegas area. So we have Angela here uh, to talk to us about domestic violence. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I am well, and I thank you so much for coming on to the show, you know, I've been wanting to talk about domestic violence for a while, and I have not been able to get in touch with your very busy CEO, <laughs> Liz yes. Ottenberger, right? Yes, yeah, she is a busy one, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. You know, I met her uh, in 2017. I had a fundraiser for domestic violence here okay. at uh, the town square. And there was a movie that came out with a friend of mine uh, about domestic violence. And so, you know, I decided to have a fundraiser. So that's how we met. That is amazing. Thank yes. you so much for doing that. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So when is Domestic Violence Awareness Month? It is in October. Okay. Domestic Violence Awareness Month is in October. So that is definitely, um, it'll be here before we know it, unfortunately, right? I'm hoping we can get past the heat of July and August and then um, definitely get ready to get out there and, uh, you know, really rally around domestic violence awareness and, and being able to have um, the tough conversations, right? Um, so, yeah, so it will be in October. Okay. So... Tell us, do does domestic violence um, increase during the hotter months? I would think so. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if there's anything correlated, like specifically studied on that. Okay. However, however, I will say, if you and I are agitated in the heat, I don't think that helps anybody right? Anybody's mood right. or anybody who is already angry or agitated, I think it kind of just enhances it. 
I will absolutely say that it enhances it. I don't know if there's ever been any, like I said, study or work that kind of proves that. But I will be willing to bet you that getting in a hot car, maybe even a car that yes. has no air conditioning, right? Right. And um, again, so that would definitely make me upset. So I'm going to assume that it absolutely enhances and causes a lot more anger and frustration right. and, uh, unfortunately, violence. Yeah. Yes. And along with, you know, in Las Vegas, the drinking and gambling, I think, would be, um, oh, yeah. you know, correlators to domestic violence, right? Absolutely. There are so many intersections with domestic violence, right? We talk about sexual assault. We talk about human trafficking, um, alcohol abuse any kind of substance abuse, um, any kind of gambling issues, right? Any kind of addictions, all of those things intersect, homelessness, right? Mental right. health issues, so on and so forth. There are numerous intersections. You know, um, and I love that you guys violence. have, I'm sorry to cut you off. I love that you guys have no. counseling on site. So yes. let's get into a situation uh, with for someone who, may need domestic violence assistance. Um, you have counseling, you have emergency shelter, right? What are some yeah. of the, and then you also deal with, you mentioned the human trafficking. Is there an age um, as far as getting any treatment? Do you have to be of a certain age or do you deal no, with youth? So here, yeah, we do. We do work with youth. Absolutely. Uh -huh. um, we definitely have an opportunity to engage with our youth. So I think a general idea that people get from domestic violence organizations is that they are only a shelter, right? right. So those that come to Safe Nest are only available to receive service if they, they're in our shelter. That is absolutely false. Okay. Shelter is definitely a huge component of our organization. However, it is not the only avenue in which to receive service. So we have, like you said, counseling department where anybody can contact our front desk and absolutely schedule to have a counseling therapy session attend groups, um, whether that be someone who is interested in trying to find out, is my family at risk, right, for domestic violence? Maybe I can just get some education. Maybe I just need like a, a domestic violence 101, right? Like maybe I just need to gain some information about what that looks like. Or maybe I'm a community member and I need my staff and the people that work with me to know what this is and what this looks like so that we're able to provide service and then refer for services. Okay. So we have numerous partner agencies that do that. But along with that, we absolutely have um, emergency protection orders that we actually can do in-house in our physical building, our admin building. Um, we also have, again, a youth component where we, we literally just got back from taking 120 kids to Camas, Utah, camping for an entire week. We just got back on Monday. So my team and I are still exhausted from that trip. Yes. But every single one of the kids that we've taken between the ages of 7 and 17 have been impacted or were the actual victim of some sort of domestic violence or sexual assault. Wow. 
Now, does this include um, verbal abuse? Would that be considered? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. There are so many types of abuse. Um, I think, again, like, like I said before, when people think of domestic violence, they automatically think hurt black eye, you know, maybe a broken arm or a broken limb, something to that nature. But no, there are numerous types of abuse. And just like you identified verbal abuse, right? Verbal abuse, manipulation, Mm -hmm. um, maybe financial abuse, maybe you work and you don't have access to your own bank account because somebody else is, is monitoring that. You're not allowed to spend anything. Maybe you don't have a debit card. Um, you don't have access to any of the credit cards or any of any of the anything, right, that may be of value. Um, we talk about, uh, obviously, sexual abuse. We talk about um, another one that you hear a lot of, right, is um, reproductive coercion, right, where either I'm forcing you um, maybe to have a child with me or maybe I'm sabotaging us from having a child. Oh, um, I've right? never heard uh, of this one. Okay. Yeah, you can't you can't take the birth control or I don't use birth control or right, maybe I want you to have the baby, I don't want you to have the baby. So um the list goes on and on, right? You hear a lot about people being um gaslit, right? That can go to like some type of verbal abuse, like, mm-hmm. Oh my god, everybody's gonna think you're crazy if you're saying this. Your family's not gonna believe you. Nobody's gonna believe you, right? So a lot of manipulation, um, and a lot of those things, unfortunately, are red flags. Do you Definitely find, red flags. Do you find that um, a lot of times victims are isolated from their families so that that manipulation can happen? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. If you have people that love you and support you, right, the, the first thing they're going to identify is, why would you allow someone to treat you that way? Like you deserve more than that. I love you. We care about you. Let us help you. Let us do this. Let us do that. But if I have you isolated, you have no access or maybe I create the drama, right? Maybe I create an argument or um, something. Maybe I create the madness so that nobody's paying attention to what's going on over here. Mm -hmm. Maybe if I move you out of state, maybe if I move you away, maybe if I, you know, tell all your friends that you don't like them or, you know, what have you, whatever that may be or whatever that may look like. Isolation is absolutely, definitely a red flag. Wow. Okay. Well, I learned something the, about the um, the manipulation with the uh, the children. I, I know no one. I have four. <laughs> Uh-huh. There's no way I'm having another one. So uh, <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, like, wow, if I had another kid, no way. But anyway, I digress uh, back to the domestic violence. Um, how can uh, I know you have an emergency hotline? If you could yep, please provide that hotline, yep. yep, 24 hours, seven days a week. And yep, what is that phone that number? Is yes, seven zero two. Not only can you call the hotline, but you can also chat, like do a text with that hotline number, and you will absolutely have someone in our office responding anytime, any time of the day. And do you find that people will just come to the site searching for help, like coming to the actual location? 
Does that happen? Yeah. So we have, yeah. So we have an admin building, obviously. Our shelter is an undisclosed location, so mm-hmm. we don't give that information out. But we do find people that happen to just kind of come in. So our parking lot, we share a parking lot with the Meadows Mall. So if you're familiar with the Meadows Mall, we literally are in within the same parking lot. So we've actually had people run in to our front doors seeking help Mm -hmm. just because there was an incident that possibly happened at the mall and they came over and they were like, this was my only chance. I got to run away. Here I am. And not even maybe not even knowing who we were, but Mm -hmm. just needing help, right? Just needing help. I've lived in Las Vegas for 10 years. And so I'm super familiar with the organizations and services that we offer, but Mm -hmm. I have met people who are born and raised here in Las Vegas that have no idea who SafeNet is only because they've never had to utilize that service or give the information, right? So, um, yeah, please, we are definitely available at the hotline. Um, We are definitely open uh, five days a week at our admin office, um, but we are constantly available via the hotline. And not and usually domestic violence we relate with um to women, but also, you know, the transgender community, the LGBTQ plus community, right? You help to service them as well. Absolutely. Domestic violence does not care about any of those things, right? right? They don't care how old you are, what color you are what um, sexual orientation, gender identity, none of that matters. It doesn't matter. So if you are in need of services for domestic violence or sexual assault, you are absolutely eligible to receive service at Safe Nest. Now, I know you also, um, with your education program, you help women or you help people with um, work, right? Like uh, they're trained to get some work. I read something about coffee. Um, tell us about the coffee. I'm so glad you brought that up. So we absolutely have a phenomenal, um, it's, it's our, um, entrepreneurship program, right? So what we do is we sell coffee, but the clients that are utilizing shelter are able to gain workforce training, right? They learn how to make calls. They learn how to do databases for ordering coffee. They learn how to fulfill orders. They print labels. They ship boxes. They are learning all of these skills to be able to do um, major, you know, delivery of coffee. I mean, even think about Amazon, right? All the packages that come through and everything that happens, their training mechanism is exactly the same, right? You have to be able to to read this screen and print these labels and know where to go and shipping and on and on and on. So they're able to learn all of those skills and make money based on how many orders we're getting for coffee, right? So the more coffee that's ordered on our website or on our, you know, wherever you um, can link, we have QR codes around town as well, and you purchase coffee, what that does is that allows us to continue to train clients in our shelter so that they can absolutely be making their own money, right? right? And they're able to become self-sufficient. Because so a, lot seen, we're, a lot of times, a lot of times, well, I'm speaking as a woman, we are trapped or feel trapped because, you know, we can't earn our own money. And so we feel stuck and then we stay in the absolutely. relationship. 
Absolutely. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what I was going to say is that's exactly what happens. Women and men sometimes too, right? If they are not the primary breadwinner of the home, Mm -hmm. right? What ends up happening is that now they feel like if I leave, I'm not only leaving the the abuse and, and the ugliness of this relationship, but I am also leaving my livelihood, right? Mm-hmm. I, I cannot pay these bills. I cannot care for these children. I cannot feed my dog or I cannot take care of the things my mom, maybe I'm caring for my sick mother, right? Mm-hmm. This is our only means of oh, being God. able to have what we need. Exactly. So this is why creating workforce training, creating um, opportunities to be able to give and provide training. We also work with partner agencies. I have, I'm have. i going to give a shout out to um, my very, very good friend, Debbie Isaacs, who has a company called Unshakable. We partner with the Unshakable group and they come in and they literally prepare women to go into the workforce, right? Okay. They teach them what an appropriate email looks like, right? So those of us that, I'm not going to say my age, but if mm-hmm. you still have a Yahoo email account, right? You may be not as young as a lot of people. So your Yahoo account may be 25 years old, right? So mm-hmm. who knows what you called it back then, but <laughs> let's teach you some appropriate email addresses, right? Let's, yeah. let's try something else. Let's try some, how do we dress appropriately for an interview? How do we answer questions in an interview? Prepping those kind of things, empowering. Let's see, do you need new clothing? Do you need, do you need a new bag? Maybe this job requires, you know, a hard hat, or maybe this requires, you know, all black, you know, a lot of our um, culinary programs are a lot of our um, beauty industry, right? You have to wear all black. So what do we need? How do we get this stuff? So yeah, it is definitely a huge opportunity and something new, right? We're so used to as an organization that helps domestic violence survivors is that we are constantly going, okay, I got to just keep them safe. My priority is to keep them safe. But how long, how long until you go, okay, are you ready now to look forward into the next steps? Right. Because you can keep them safe and then it's like, well, you can keep them safe and then it's like, well, maybe I should go back because now I I still can't take care of myself. So. Right. Right. So we have to be thinking with all of these other areas, right? Right. Okay. Let's see. I got you safe. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Your the kids are enrolled in school or what have you, whatever they need at okay. that moment. Your pet is in our pet program. But now, when's the last time you were employed? Mm-hmm. Are you interested in going back to work? Can you see yourself in the workforce? What do you like to do, right? Like relearning to figure out who you are is empowering. Right. To watch that in front of you is an unbelievable feeling to watch somebody grow right in front of your eyes and they see themselves and they're like, I can do this. I'm going to give you an example. We had a young woman in our shelter and she was a a registered nurse. Something happened. She was in this um, really toxic relationship. There was obviously domestic violence involved. She ended up coming to the shelter. She lost her license, her nursing license. And she was like, I'm done. 
I'm done. Like I worked so hard to get this and through all this, you know, tumultuous relationship that I've been in, I have lost this and there's no way I can get it back. And then feeling hopeless, like she lost everything. Right. Absolutely. So not only did I love this person who I was with, right? This person hurt me. That doesn't mean I don't love them. That means I still love them, but now I'm even hurt even more. Mm -hmm. And now I've lost my livelihood, my, my license. I have nothing. What do I have to look forward to? Nothing. In working out all the details and figuring all these things out, she was able to get her license partially reinstated. So it wasn't the full licensure that she had previously, but she was able to get back into the medical field and is working back in the medical field, making 20 something dollars an hour from, she thought it was done. She thought she would never be back in the medical healthcare profession ever again. And that's when I say you go girl. Oh, exactly. We celebrate the wins, right? right. We celebrate all of those wins. We have people that come into the shelter that have had their IDs taken, their social security cards destroyed. They don't even have access to their birth certificates, their children's birth certificates. That is like who you are as a human, right? Like I remember, I don't know about you, but I remember being 18 going away to college, my mom handed me this manila envelope and it was like, this is who you are (laughs) as a human, right? Right. You don't have these things. You do not exist in this world. Right. So we celebrate getting that license or that ID. We celebrate getting that social security card. We celebrate getting those copies of birth certificates all over again. Like that's party time right there. That's Mm -hmm. like high five. You go, girl. All the things that you just said, right? Because it's it's about celebrating the wins, providing now, hope. Now, you mentioned um, the items that you are able to supply. So you have a donation center. Yes. What is the number, which is not the hotline, I'm sure. This is a different number for donations. Right. What would that yes. number be so to we, donate? Yeah. Let's see, right? So we can call our front desk and we can get all of the donations set up. But we also, not only do we take donations of like items, clothing, obviously, diapers, all the the main things, but we also have a donation site if you wanted to donate any money. We absolutely have that on our website as well. But our actual organization, you can schedule the pickup of your goods um, at this number, 702 257-3800. Wait a minute. So you guys will come and pick it up too? Oh, yes. We'll come pick it up. Oh, that's nice. We'll absolutely come pick it up. That's yes. wonderful. What's that we'll number again? Pick up your goods. <laughs> Let's see. I just, of course, I just moved it from where I was. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know, because, you know, I'll put things to the side and it's like, oh, I'm going to donate this. And then, you know, it sits there too long and it's like, Throw this stuff in the trash. I don't feel like, yeah, exactly. you know, driving across the so country. So here's the donate. Yeah, exactly. Here's the number for donation center again, okay. 702-257-3800. This is specific for the donation center. You can schedule a pickup and, and we'll come out and, and take out your hands for you. Beautiful, beautiful. And these are gently used can items. Can I add one more thing? Yes, of course you can. Item. I'm going to add one more thing. So... 
because we have children that are also residing in the shelter with mom or dad or whomever, um, people love to give baby items, right? Diapers, formula, wipes. But I, I need people to remember that we also serve teenagers, right? Mm-hmm. Teenagers are still with their parents. And I don't know about you. You said you had four kids. My son is 6'2". And he wears a size 14 shoe. If yes. I ever needed assistance, i got a big kid right? that needs clothes, too, and that needs shoes, too, and that needs, you know, the same kind of things, but just on a much larger scale. So I want people to know, too, that I w- we would absolutely adore to receive teenage children items, boy or girl. Um, we also, you know, not everybody is a size zero, including myself. So plus size items are always welcome and necessary. Um, Very good points. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very good points. Very good points. Because, you know, you're correct. When we think, you know, we got to help the kids, we're really thinking babies. And as you said, exactly. some of those kids are six too. Some of those kids got big yeah. feet, you know, so whatever exactly. you're wearing, they can probably fit it too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before I let you go, I want you to give that domestic violence um, crisis phone number again. And I also would like you to give, uh, well, I'll tell you, the safenest.org website where you can find all of this information as well. Um, So I would like you to give the domestic violence uh, hotline number and any other pertinent information for our listeners. Absolutely. So our 24-7 hotline, that number is 702-646-4981. You can text or call. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for allowing us to have these tough conversations. Um, I think that for a very long time, people have decided that we were not going to talk about it, right? That we were not allowed to have conversations outside of this home, right? How many times have you heard that? What what happens in here? You better not tell nobody. Yeah, exactly. So I think with the, the power of social media, the power of, you know, any kind of media, we're having the conversations now. We are absolutely exposing the ugliness and and the just the lethal lethality of domestic violence and sexual assault. We need to continue to have these conversations. It is happening. It is there. It is no longer a secret. We want to provide service. We understand that domestic violence is not an easy thing to talk about or to even, you know, identify as something that's happening to you. Um, But our goal is just to provide service. One of the other components that I think that we forget is to end the epidemic of domestic violence and sexual assault, which is our mission. We have to do education prevention right with our little people, with our little humans. We need to have conversations. We need to talk about trusting your instincts, you know, taking care of your body, all of these things. But we also have to figure out why people abuse, right? Why do we hurt people? What is happening? We have a program that concentrates on those who use violence. We have classes for that too. 
We're not asking anybody to break up a marriage or break up a home. If this is what you want to do, let us help you figure out how to stop utilizing abuse as an option, right? Let's give you some skills. Let's take some other components and pieces and figure out what's happening. Why do we respond this way? And then I'll clear on the other end is how do we teach our babies not to do the same thing? Absolutely. Now, one more thing I just thought of on your website, I did not see the course availability. How is that posted? Where is it posted? So we have on our education and prevention side, so you would probably have to um, go to service. Actually, it is there's services and then there's prevention outreach. Okay. So if you're looking for collaborations, youth programs, adult trainings, that's there. But in terms of services, if you want to sign up for like a domestic violence group, that would be where you'd want to go, where it says services and probably under the counseling or advocacy area, Okay. then you can sign up for those there. We also do volunteers. So anybody that's interested in volunteering for SafeNet, we absolutely have another link there as well for volunteerism. Okay. Yeah, I saw that link. Okay. Well, I want to thank you again. You are always welcome. Please keep my information, get in contact with me. If I can be of any service, I'm there. So Absolutely. And if there's anything that you need, um, please feel free to reach out to me, email, however you uh, seem fit. You can text me as well. So thank you again for the opportunity. We truly appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, 91.5, it's Zondra Pollard. This is It's Where I Am. I'm here every Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Please tune in. And if you've missed any portion of this broadcast, you can find it on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon podcast platforms. Thank you, and I'll be here next week. Bye. 